I'm Shahar Razani, and in the news, Israel, American Jewry, and the fight for public opinion. People in this country that are Jewish no longer love Israel, said former President Donald J. Trump, among other comments, in an interview with Israeli journalist Barak Ravid of Axios recently, as part of the latter's new upcoming book about the Abraham Accords. What's the meaning of these comments? And what is the current situation between Israel and American Jewry from an Israeli perspective? To answer these questions and so many more, I'm absolutely thrilled to have with us again on JBS, all the way from Israel, my good friend, Ben Droyamini. Yamini is a familiar face across the American Jewish world. He's a journalist, speaker, author, and a leading political commentator. He's also the author of the must-read book, The Industry of Lies, published in 2014, dealing with the anti-Israel bias. Bendro, such a pleasure to have you with us again. Thank you. Just one correction. The book was published in English in uh, 2017. Oh. It was updated. It's not... Uh, only a translation, it's much more updated to 2017, I mean. So it's a, uh, so it's a second edition. Yeah, yeah and, and I think, you know, that's a great point to start because the importance of your book, and thank you for the update, um, is the fact that this is a factual book. This is a book not told from a Hasbara perspective, but rather a book that details factual elements that relate to the continuous discussion between Israel and the Palestinians and Israel and the greater Arab world. Yeah. You know what? Let me give you just an example from something that did not happen 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I mean, I have uh, uh, plenty of examples, but something which happened just uh, some months ago from this year. What what do I mean when I'm saying industry of life? I don't mean views. Views are legitimate. You know, the U.S. is a free country. Israel is a free country. Everyone is allowed to say whatever he wants. And let's, let's speak about one of the great intellectuals of this, uh, of this age, uh, Noam Chomsky. I guess uh, uh, any, anyone who is uh, just watching us uh, now know him. Uh, well, some months ago, he said that, look, let's say that uh, the blacks were not allowed to buy 90% of the lands of the U.S., how are we going to call it? We are going to call it white supremacy. Uh, what he wanted actually uh, to argue is that Israel is an apartheid state. Look, here is a fact. Arabs in Israel are not allowed. Well, let me tell you something, dear uh, Professor Chomsky. It's a lie. Never happened. There were something like uh, 7% of the JNF. Uh, lands that were bought, were, were bought uh, initially by Jews, for Jews. Uh, but even the 7% right now are allowed to Arabs. So what are you talking about? And you know what? You know what? People, people are lying again and again uh, against Israel. And the outcome is that people just don't know what truth is or that people are totally brainwashed. Yes, we are facing a real problem. And the fact is that you have um, a book that's accessible to you that can empower you in all of you know everyone's discussions. And this is a great message for our viewers. If you want to enrich your ability and educate yourself on how to deal with the outside world, remember and acknowledge the fact that just like you just said, Ben Rohr, the lies are uttered from every possible uh, podium and by seemingly experts, people who are supposed to be conversant and familiar with the issues. And yet when you echo these lies, uh, enough times without anybody countering them, 
that's exactly how the industry of lies works. So thank you for and, that. And, and, uh, and uh, just uh, uh, a real problem, a problem which I'm facing again and again. I'm speaking not about the anti-Israelis. I mean, they are lying endlessly. I'm speaking about pro-Israelis. Many times, many times they do not know the fact because the guy who was in the panel together with Professor Chomsky could not even answer him because he didn't know the facts. All I want is uh, that people will know the basic facts about the realities of the conflict of Israel. They don't know. And the outcome is that it's so easy to lie. It's so easy to misinform, to disinform, and so on, unfortunately. And in this regard, you know, it's like we always say that um, ignorance is a great weapon in the hands of those who, who bear animosity towards Completely. the state of Israel. Um, that's, that's a great point. And, you know, that leads me to another um, characteristic of yours, if you want. Um, you are not an official spokesperson of the government. You are not an problem. author, a journalist, a speaker. You make your opinions um, very well heard within Israel and beyond. I just want to give our viewers an example um, in some of your recent columns, you are upheld by the left when you criticize um, some elements of violence within the settler community against Palestinians, as minimal and as you know as small as, as it is, you really make a, a clear call upon the leadership of the settlement movement and the right wing to criticize and deal with that kind of violence. And that, of course, is echoed by the left. And at the same time, you're echoed by the Israeli right when you criticize statements that were um, let's call them erroneous or mistaken by government officials and ministers who, for instance, Nachman Shai, Minister of Diaspora Affairs, who said that not everything about BDS is anti-Semitic. And at the same time, Minister of Inter Internal Security, who said, you know, who focused on settler violence, even though it's tiny compared to Palestinian violence. So you're being upheld by both the right and the left. And I think that just goes to show how much in the middle you are. Yeah, I mean, it's not because of, uh, I'm in the middle. I mean, it's not a place that, uh, that I uh, chose. It's just uh, many times you have to criticize the uh, left. Sometimes you have to criticize the right. I mean, I do it all. I'm not a spokesman of anybody, uh, only of my research and, and the facts that I'm uh, uh, collecting uh, and I'm trying to express. Of course, that I have my own political views. I'm looking for peace. I'm looking for reconciliation. I do hope that uh, Palestinians will uh, join the Abraham Accords, uh, which is uh, something that we should uh, uh, all, uh, we should all, of course, bless and, and welcome. I, and, and I see what is happening in the Arab world, just to remind us all, uh, according to the new poll, no, it's not so new, but two years uh, old, uh, of Zogby Institution, I guess, I guess many Americans know it, right. um, uh, most of the Arabs, most of the Arabs, and he surveyed uh, uh, the Gulf countries, Saudi Arabia, uh, Egypt, Jordan, most of the Arabs support normalization with Israel. Uh, just to understand the, the, the meaning, normalization is a higher uh, level uh, uh, to peace, which means, yes, we need uh, a strong relationship, trade, uh, culture uh, relation, and so on between Israel and the Arab world. So I'm sometimes wondering, I mean, how come that we have a majority in the Arab world that is really striving for peace? From the other hand, I see so many people who support the BDS, 
which is against peace, which is against the very existence of Israel, which is actually, if, if we uh, put the reality on the table, they are in one coalition with who? With Iran, with who? With the Jihad. Who is supporting uh, the BDS? Uh, David Duke, the uh, uh, supremacist, or uh, I don't know how do you call him uh, there in the United States, but extreme right, racist right, extreme left, Iran and Jihad, they are in one coalition. Why? Why do you support this kind of coalition? What I'm telling you is we have another coalition of peace, of normalization. Why between demonization and normalization, you choose the Iranian uh, David Duke uh, coalition that, that, that's, of, I, I of wanna, demonization? I just want to stop you there because I really want that point to uh, uh, be immersed with our viewers. What you're saying is take a look at the, uh, the, the current political divide when it comes to Israel and ask yourself, which coalition are you part of? You're saying, don't just judge, judge the situation by fashionable statements. Look to the right and to the left and see who sits next to you on that bench. And that will illuminate where you really are and maybe where you should be. Is that what you're saying, Bendro? Exactly, exactly. I mean, sometimes, I mean, you call them maybe progressive work, not all the progressives. Not all the progressives are in the coalition. I just met in uh, the United States uh, uh, some people who are totally progressive, and yes, the, and yet they support Israel. And you know why they support Israel? Because of one reason: because if you support peace and you support uh, human rights, then you have to support Israel. It's because you cannot be in one coalition with David Duke and people who deny the right of Israel to exist, and Iran and Hamas, and say, I am progressive. Not at all. You are deluding yourself. You are lying to yourself. So join us not be only because of the coalition, but because of realities, because we need peace, and peace you are not going to achieve by hatred and not by demonization. Peace you can achieve by making normalization, by uh, convincing the Palestinians, yes, you have the right maybe even the right for uh, an independent state, but not by demonizing Israel, not by boycotting uh, Israel. This is not the way to make peace. This is not to, the way to convince the Israelis that we need to, to make maybe even more concessions. No, it's not the way. This it's is, counterproductive. This is so important. And at the same time, Ben Rohr, what you're saying is, just to make sure everyone understands, you're not saying that criticizing Israel is not allowed. What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm I'm criticizing my government again and again. I mean, I do it. I mean, because I mean, eighty percent of uh, the journalists in Israel criticize uh, their own government. We do it. We don't need your help. Believe me, because what you are doing many times is counterproductive. When you support this kind of progressive, this kind of of a, a radical extremist organizations like JBP and if not now and all of this, what are you doing? What are you doing? You are just encouraging uh, the rejectionism uh, among Palestinians. You are against peace. You are against normalization. You are against humanity. I mean, you are against human rights. I mean, what are you doing when you are demonstrating uh, uh, in favor of who? Of Hamas, who is calling publicly to kill all the Jews? What are you doing? I mean, are you crazy? Don't you understand that there is a bad guy and a good guy in the picture? Not that we are perfect. Don't misunderstand me. I don't think that, I mean, I have a lot of criticism to many policies of my own government, but just look at yourself, look at the realities. 
And unfortunately, some good people, and they know not all of them are coming with bad intentions. Sometimes they are coming with this, uh, ideas, great ideas, by the way, of tikkun olam, of human rights. Good, good. Exactly because of that, you have to be in the side of peace and normalization and not in the side of hatred and demonization. You know, what I love about you, Ben Dror, aside from everything that I love about you, is the fact that you're not just a man of words, you're also a man of deeds. And when you're saying we need to stand by the forces uh, that promote normalization, reconciliation and peace, you're actually partaking in it. You referred to your recent tour in the U.S. just a few weeks ago. And part of that tour was accompanying the Sharaka mission um, in the United States of showcasing what's actually happening between Israel and many elements in the Arab world. Please share with yeah. us a little bit of that experience. With pleasure, with pleasure, because um, we had a tour in the Bay Area in San Francisco and uh, many cities around and many universities uh, of a delegation composed of uh, Arabs from Morocco, from Bahrain, from the Emirates, from Israel, Arabs from Israel, yes, uh, all coming together in order to say we have to promote peace and normalization. They said, and yes, yes, they were asked many times, oh, what about the Palestinians? Why do you uh, uh, leave them behind? No, we do not leave them behind. But we tried, they say, they, Arabs, uh, Arabs from Israel, Arabs from Morocco, Arabs from uh, the Gulf countries, they say, no, we want them to join us, not in the way of demonization and boycott, but in the way of making peace. You cannot convince the Israelis uh, to make more concessions by demonizing them, by telling uh, 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 lies, by disseminating lies about war crimes. First, it's not true. And second, they are saying from their own point of view, look, we helped uh, uh, the Palestinians. We gave them whatever they, they wanted. Whatever they wanted, in money, in, in political support, whatever. And what did they do? They went with who? Once with Saddam and once with Iran. This is not the way to achieve peace. This is not good for themselves. It's counterproductive to peace. So why do you keep in keep on with this way? I mean, we supported, that's what they are saying, the Saudis, the, the uh, people from the Emirates, we supported, for example, the Clinton peace plan. What did you do? What did you do? You were against it. You were, we, when we supported peace, two states for two peoples, you were against it. So we cannot forget the fact that when they were offered, even by Eud Olmert, even by uh, 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 John Kerry and Obama, they always said no. So you cannot keep on supporting them when they are always saying no. It's time to say yes to peace, yes to, to normalization. That's all. Um, you take me back in history to those, uh, you know, the three no's and the two yes. Uh, I, I, I just want to ask you, it's interesting for me to hear, and I'm sure to many of our viewers, what was the response with your audience? Because I'm sure you got so many people confused when suddenly they saw Arab represent, not just the, you know, Israelis. No, they did not represent, ah, no, 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 I have to correct you. They did not represent Israel. Right. They represented the cause of peace and human rights exactly. and openness. That's what they represented. And they how, said was, we are, how was their message received by, by your very, very, uh, many of them, many of them, you know, mainly the progressives who support, not really support, but have support the BDS. They were a kind of confused. 
they were confused. I know that many of them rethink about their own views. Are we going to uh, keep on supporting uh, uh, movements like BDS? Are we going to support the demonization when here we have Arabs who are supporting peace and normalization and, and they are just offering us a new way in order to achieve this kind of reconciliation, not only between Israel and the Arab world, also between Israel and the Palestinian people. We need peace, but in order to uh, achieve peace, we cannot support any more the coalition of Iran, David Duke, and, and uh, the BDS. We cannot. And I guess more and more people understand it. I hope, I hope, and I pray that there will be a change in order to achieve peace, in order to achieve tikkun olam, not in order to leave the Palestinians behind. Um, ben Rohr, you just returned from, you know, not just the Bay Area, but also you toured the East Coast. Um, what were the sentiments you encountered within your audiences, Israelis, American Jews, and others, vis-a-vis -vis Israel currently? It's very interesting because mainly after the change in the Israeli government, a new coalition was created of mainly center-left, uh, center center-right. Uh, people are a bit confused. They don't know what is going to happen. Uh, right now, we have to admit, not a lot is happening in the field of, uh, of the Palestinian-Israeli uh, uh, channel, not a lot. But many things are happening between Israel and the Arab world. To tell you something as an Israeli, it's a dream coming through. I mean, great, great. Now, the big question is, uh, Will the Palestinians join us? Now, you don't have to push the pressure on Israel. You have to push the pressure on the Palestinians to tell them, look, there is another option. Most of the Arabs, not only Israelis, most of the Arabs, according to the Zogby survey that I mentioned, most of them support the way of normalization of peace. You have to join. You have to join. Because nobody is going to wait for you so long. You are suffering. Yes, you are paying the price. I'm not saying that they are not paying the price. I'm not saying that everything is great about being ruled by the Israelis. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you can change the situation. We have to ask ourselves some other questions. What will happen if there will be a Palestinian state? How we are going to deal with the option of, of, uh, of a Palestinian state that will be a jihad or Hamas state. There are many questions that should be on the table. We cannot ignore the problems. We cannot ignore the difficulties. But, but in order to pave the way to peace, we have to support peace and not demonization. We have to support uh, normalization and not, uh, uh, and not demonization. This is, so, um, so there is a way. There is a way. There is a way to make peace, but not by supporting the demonization. Well, the most important message, uh, Bendro, and I hope everybody is listening to you very carefully to this important message of supporting normalization and not demonization. I want to ask you quickly about uh, former President Trump's comments we mentioned before about Jewish support. Um, of Israel here dwindling. And he mentioned, of course, the New York Times attitude towards Israel. Many Jews work in the New York Times. He, of course, referenced the Salzburgers family um, controlling the Times. What's your take on his uh, statements? 
let me let me tell you uh, uh, something. Many times uh, I don't like um, uh, Americans with goodwill, by the way, when they interfere in the Israeli politics. I don't want to interfere in the American politics. I know that there is a big debate, Republicans, Democrats, Trump, uh, not Trump. It's not my business. It's not that I don't have my opinions. By the way, I express my views in uh, uh, my newspaper. But when I'm speaking to the American uh, uh, public, I'm not dealing with American politics. I refuse to do it. It's not my business. It's your business to deal with it. I can deal with it only when I'm uh, in Israel because of, uh, you know, special connections with uh, the, Israel, the American uh, uh, establishment, with American jury and so on. But, but I'm not going to tell anybody to vote for uh, uh, one president or another for Republicans or for Democrats. It's not my business. I don't want you to do it in Israel. I don't want uh, uh, myself to do it uh, to the American uh, jury. Which is um, an incredible point because, you know, many a time the mistakes that are made are um, Israelis um, too hastily discuss in internal politics and vice versa. And then what you're telling us really is that it's important to uphold the fact that the Israel-US relationship and alliance goes beyond any political leader or any political term. It touches the core of what we call shared values and common interests in the region and beyond. Yeah, it's much more than that. It's not only a coalition uh, or alliance between Israel uh, and the United States. It's a coalition uh, between Israel and, and at least half, more than half of the Arab world and uh, the United States. So we have a lot in common, but in one condition, that you are in the coalition of peace and not in the coalition of hatred. Nothing to do with internal politics. You can be a Democrat and support peace and support normalization. And let me tell you, I met a lot of Democrats, of course, in the Bay Area, because most of them are uh, Democrats. And yes, uh, many of them support peace and normalization. It's not that the Democrats or the, all the progressives are against Israel, not at all. So many Democrats are pro-Israelis. Yes, they vote for the Democrat Party. Fair enough from their point of view. I'm not going to tell them what to do and what not to do, as long as they understand the reality, as long as they uh, uh, know what they're talking about. But, but from my point of view, as the, as the author of Industry of Life, I want, you, I want you to know the facts. I want you to be strong because many pro-Israelis, when they are challenged with the lies, they don't know they, that they are facing lies. They, I want them just to know the realities. Um, Bendror, you're mentioning the book. I just want to ask you, give us one example of, you know, in your view, one of the more important facts that you review in your book that is um, not commonly known when, as it pertains to, you know, the Arab world, Israel and the conflict. What, what is one example of something that you want people to know? I'll deal with something that was uh, was that was uh, uh, lately uh, published even in the New York Times about casualties of war, how many civilians were killed. When many times people blame Israel, oh, you have the right to defend yourself, but you kill civilians in a very disproportionate way. Not at all, not at all. Look at the numbers. I published them. According to experts, according to one uh, uh, Western Institute, according to others according to Brookings Institute in Washington and so on. And you will find out that Israel, that Israel is killing much less, much less uh, 
uh, innocent civilians comparing to any other army, including the US army. Why? Because we do care about human lives. Why? Because we do care about uh, civilian uh, casualties. Yes, we do. People do not understand it. But when they are brainwashed with, with Israel and genocide and, and that kind of, uh, of uh, uh, stuff and lies, they don't know. I want them to know the facts. Yes, they can find it uh, uh, in my book, the numbers, the sources, the, the references, and so on. Including uh, the one when you mentioned of how many Palestinians were killed by Israel and how many Muslims were killed by Muslims in the, uh, over the oh, years. Well, well, just, uh, just uh, for people who want to know, I mean, since the foundation of Israel up to now, we're speaking about 12 million people that were killed in the Arab and Muslim world, most of them by Arab and Muslims, unfortunately. Un unfortunately, and, to and all those, only to all uh, comparing genocide when it comes to Israel. Yeah, yeah. Comparing to comparing, uh, I'll tell you a story. I came to to give a lecture in Boston uh, one day, and uh, there was a demonstration against the speaker. They didn't know who I am, and and uh, I asked two uh, students from the JDP that demonstrated the, against the the event. I asked them how many how many Palestinians were killed because you are carrying uh, uh, signs with uh, the genocide that Israel committed. And then one of them told me, nice Jewish girls. Uh, one told me, me 600,000 and the other one 6 million. And I was amazed, I was shocked. And, and I told them, the two of them, uh, will you do me a favor and come up? Because I'm the speaker. I want you to hear the facts. Surprise, surprise, they came up. And after my lecture, when I, of course, presented all the facts and graphs and, and so on, they told me, we are confused. We are confused. We don't know. So they suggested me, uh, let's speak with the, the JDP chapter uh, uh, where in our university. I told them, OK, let's do it. Let's do it. And uh, they called me uh, some days um, after and told me, you know what? They don't want to hear you. But one thing we did. We are not anymore in the JBP, because if they do not want to hear you, if, if they do not want, if they can, to refute what you are saying, maybe they are lying. So I saved, two, I, saved, I saved two souls. Yeah, you did. And what, a, what an incredible um, anecdote to finish with, because again, we repeat the point that ignorance is a tool in the hands of those who bear animosity towards Israel. And if you really want to partake in promoting peace and normalization, educate yourself and get that book. Thank you very much, Bendro, for joining us. Such a pleasure having Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much again for your insights. It's always a joy to listen to Ben Royamini. And remember the importance of facts and education in the global discussion about Israel, the Palestinians, the Arab world, and the world in general, really. Remember, ignorance is one of the most significant dangers we face out there. And it is incumbent upon everyone who wants to play a constructive role to educate themselves for the road to hell could be paved, as we all know, with good intentions. To all, I'd like to say, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. I'd like to thank our director, Sloan Copeland, JBS's managing director, Dara Golub, our technical manager, Michael Paley, transmission manager, John McDevitt, and to our wonderful producer of In the News, Carol Lilienthal. For JBS, I'm Shahar Azani. Until next time, shalom and later on.